heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. The 2024 presidential campaign is about to shift into high gear. We're getting ever more close to the primaries and right now the racetrack is very crowded on the Republican side and it appears to be still quite barren on the Democrat side except for one key driver and that is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He is the son of an assassinated presidential nominee who was killed by Sirhan Sirhan on June 5th, 1968. And RFK Jr. is a bit of a conundrum on both sides. He's a mixed bag of goods for both the Republicans and the Democrats. However, for the progressive left, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is an enemy who must be destroyed, much like Donald Trump. The historical Democrats, I suspect, would be extremely happy with RFK Jr., but let's face it, how many of those are really left? They are primarily the baby boomer generation, and they are just aging and gradually going away. And who knows how many have shifted to the progressive left? We really don't know. Now, if you flip to the other side and look at the historical Republicans, uh, what have you got there? Well, you might consider that they too are an aging population, um, but I think that they would consider Robert F. Kennedy Jr. at least a worthy opponent because let's face it, RF Kennedy does have some scruples. He has morals and values, and at least he stands for something besides just terrorizing and destroying our nation. So, unfortunately, in today's world, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. could and likely will have a very different impact on American politics. And when I say different, I mean different from what anyone might expect, and especially in the 2024 election. This is going to be a totally different ballgame. But that impact that RFK Jr. has might be really hard to predict. But today, we're going to try to sort it out and actually help you think this through so that you hopefully will end up making the right decisions in the 2024 election when you vote. And let's hope and pray that your vote will count. This is Malcolm at Eight, the voice of a nation, filling in today for our great leader, Malcolm, are two of us who are on the Voice of a Nation team, Arnetta Notkin and myself, Steve LaTulip. And we've got some good information for you today, and we know you will enjoy it. Remember, please, that you can get the articles and podcasts and all the pertinent news at AmericaOutloud.news. That is 
a new website that we have posted. If you use the old americaoutloud.com, you will arrive at this website, americaoutloud.news. And remember, we are focusing on getting you the pertinent information, and it will be uncensored, it will be truthful, and it comes from a team of patriots who esteem our God and our country, and we plan to share the real news for you so that you can not only be informed, but also act. And please also do visit AmericaOutLoud.shop for the latest in health and product innovations and use the out loud code to get the special discounts for our family on America out loud. Well, today we are trying to sort out Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s bid for the presidency because it seems to be quite puzzling for the right and for the left. On both sides, we see people that are saying that it is creating a stir. Um, Some people are for him on each side. Some are against him. And we he's really a mixed bag of things. But the real important thing that we have to ask is what outcome do we seek in this election? And this must be clearly defined. It must be crystal clear. What do we hope to accomplish? Well, just speaking as one American, let me tell you, I want to end the misery. I want to end the misery of inflation, of open borders, of a two-tier injustice system. I want to stop over taxation. I want to end our ruined economy and bring a strong, powerful economy back. I want to see a, a woke military put to an end. I want to see that our children are no longer brainwashed in the schools where their minds are twisted and they are perverted by a perverted school system that thinks pornography is okay to show little tiny children, even preschoolers. I want to see an end to the mutiny of medicine, and I want an end to the government that spies on you and me all day long. I would like also to see social media stop censoring us. We do have a First Amendment right. And I don't want the IRS targeting men and women simply because of their own fundamental beliefs. I want to put an end to an FBI that entraps you. I want to see the end of a CIA that steals and sex traffics our children, many of these children arriving at the border. And I want to see an entertainment industry defunct. I want them crushed because they hate morality. And I want also to see churches revived All the churches that have caved to the globalist demons need to close their door. We must start over and build a fresh, a strong America. That's the outcome I want in the next 2024 election. So there you have it. Just my opinion. Would you like me to go on? I mean, I suppose I could spend all day describing the woes of our wretched government. But, you know, you get the idea. Right now, we have a ruling aristocracy that is completely 
completely totalitarian. They tell us what we do and what we don't do, or at least they'd like us to comply with that. And everything that they do has their own goal of destroying our nation. They don't want us ever to get to a 2024 election. And so for that reason, it's very important that we all need to understand the key players in this presidential race. And I believe there are only two real key players, and one of them is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and of course, the other is Donald J. Trump. Now, I didn't mention Governor Ron DeSantis, and the reason is he is imploding. Ron DeSantis does not have the experience. He is funded and supported by the wrong people who are supporting the wrong things for America. And I don't like where he is going. So much do I dislike what he is standing for when you look at the big picture that I honestly think I could not vote for Governor Ron DeSantis ever for president. I think there are some rising stars that would do much better in the future. And no, of course, I didn't mention Joe Biden. Joe Biden has one foot in the grave. His dementia is progressive. He is a babbling idiot right now, sitting in the most powerful seat in the entire world. It just befuddles the mind how this could happen. But you can understand it if you know that he does have a chief puppeteer. His strings are being pulled by an evil cabal, and every cabal has to have a single leader, a kingpin, a chief kingpin. And of course, I did not mention Marianne Williamson, who is the only other Democrat runner for the primary. And I did not mention any of the other Republican runners because I just don't think they are credible in the big scheme of things. And so if we really want to end the misery That will only grow worse and worse and worse. We must have a regime change. The writing is on the wall. And if you don't see that, if you don't see it, then God likely has blinded you. Let me just be blunt. Or they've begun doing frontal lobotomies again, and you've had one. Because this is how bad it has gotten. And it's going to get a lot worse because... This ruling authoritative team, authoritarian team, is not ever going to surrender their power. It must be taken from them. So if we want to end the misery, we must have a regime change, and we must be a part of that change. Now, I want to cite one verse of scripture that oftentimes is quoted in in times of hardship, and that is Romans 8, 28, which says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Well, very, very true. There's a conditional promise there that if we love God and if we are called according to his purpose, We know that all things are going to turn out for good. Now, put that verse of scripture, put that message on a national scale. And what have you got? Well, you will have a spiritual awakening. And if America has a spiritual awakening, and this is a must for our survival, then we possibly could see some very dramatic surprising and good things unfold 
in the days leading to the 2024 election. And that's regardless of how bad things actually might seem to be. But let's remember also that nobody knows but God himself what will happen. But if we return to God, we see throughout history that nations rise and good things happen again. We prosper. We enjoy peace because there is law and order in the land. And if we do eventually pull our heads out of the sand and start looking for practical ways to overturn the evil regime, and if we act accordingly, then let's say it, we could very easily restore America. But it will take courage, it will take sacrifice, and a commitment to a standard, and that would be God's standard, the Bible. And if we faithfully obey to cause and bring about a restoration of a righteous America, then we'll have still a lot of cleanup to do. Let's face it. This is going to take some time. We're going to have to clean up the stench that the globalists, the leftists, the progressives have created in all our blue cities and in so many places. And that's going to take some time. There is political garbage strewn everywhere in America. And the cleanup job might actually have to begin within our own homes. We have to own that, acknowledge it, confess it, and then change it. Well, our goal today on this program is to answer three questions. Number one, who is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Number two, what does Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have to offer freedom-loving, God-fearing Americans? And three, what damage could he do in this presidential campaign, if any? I'd like also to discuss the Trump campaign because the left doesn't care about anyone else who is, uh, who is running on the Republican side. They want to destroy President Trump. They know they have to destroy President Trump. And that's just the way it is, because nobody else can compete with the demons on the left who are now destroying our nation. So let's ask the question, who is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? And could he be the next president of the United States? And what does he stand for? And what does he oppose? I'd like to bring on Arnetta Notkin right now. Arnetta, thanks for being here today. Would you please answer that first question? Who is Robert F. Kennedy? Well, Steve, I believe he's another knight on a white horse charging to the rescue of the country or that's the way he is being perceived. Donald Trump was the first one. And I think he's the second one. He is also the answer, but also the dilemma. Because if he could, well, he could form a third party, just like Ross Perot did in 1990 what was it, 1996, and it would be then someone that 
moderates could get behind. The independents, the moderate Democrats, the moderate Republicans could get behind. But okay, the, worst, I can see the, that. the worst dilemma that we're facing is not a third party, is not, you know, the union party. It is, we're facing the fact that more than likely we won't have a 2024 election. But if there is a miracle, if something happens and we do make it that far, to me, in my opinion, the best outcome would be a Kennedy-Trump ticket, or I should say a Trump okay. Kennedy Arnetta, ticket. Okay, Ernetta, let's hold that thought because I do want to discuss that further, but I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Are, are you in fact saying that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Donald J. Trump are two peas in the same pod? Yes, for the most part. They're both outspoken. They both stand for principles. You know, um, there are parts of um, Robert Kennedy's beliefs that go counter to conservatives and the MAGA movement, but it's he's still the solution for the Democrats, those that are still thinking, and there's quite a number of them out there, he would be. Okay, well, we're going to dig into that a little deeper. We need to, because these are the very issues that I, I really want us to sort out today. Do, um, Arnetta, do you really believe, I mean, do you think it's possible that he, that Robert F. Kennedy could be the next president of the United States? I mean, is I it really possible? I think so. But okay. it's as much a possibility as Donald Trump. And it's a possibility. Do I believe either one will be? No, I don't. Wow, that's pretty uh, interesting. That's a bold statement. And uh, okay, before we go any further on that, and I think we will touch on that, let's just define RFK for those people who really don't know him. First of all, he's the son of the Senator RFK, uh, who was assassinated in 1968. He is the nephew of the famous John F. Kennedy, who did so much to revitalize America, and he was assassinated for it. And RFK Jr. is also an American environmental attorney. He is a politician, and he's also a writer, and he authored one fabulous book. But, you know, if you were to Google him, Arnetta, on uh, just looking up RFK Jr., of course, the first thing that pops up is the Wikipedia, which uh, totally disgusts me. But Wikipedia says, quote, he is known for promoting anti-vaccine misinformation, debunked claims about COVID-19 vaccines and public health related conspiracy theories. Wow. Okay, that's Wikipedia for you. So the message there is anything that Wikipedia says, believe the opposite and you have the truth. Because actually, RFK got it right when it came to the vaccine truth, the anti-COVID vaccine truth. And um, nothing was debunked from what he said because he backed it up so much with actually the best science. So in April, finally, in April this year, he announced from Boston his bid for the Democrat presidential nomination. And listen to this closely, Arnetta, because I want you to comment on this. RFK Jr. says that he differs, quote, profoundly on fundamental issues, end quote, from Joe Biden, like censorship, civil liberties, government corruption, 
foreign policy, poverty, and corporate influence in government. So I think most people are thinking, wow, that kind of different has to be good. It just has to be good. And so many of you are probably thinking just like Arnetta that, you know, RFK Jr. is like Donald Trump, and maybe he is. But here's the statement that I want you to consider. Kennedy says, I look forward to engaging him. Joe Biden is who he's referring to there. I look forward to engaging him in debates and town hall meetings in a primary election that is honest, civil, and transparent. I invite him into a new era of respectful dialogue in these times of division. Now, just take that statement right there. What does this tell us, Arnetta, about RFK? Well, he's dreaming. If he thinks that's going to happen, he might look forward <laughs> okay. to it. I but, would agree uh, with that. Yeah, the the, the Democrats have already announced there will no be, there will not be debates. So he's he's he knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the political game. He's got the name. He's got the money, and he's an option when we don't have options. Okay, but wait a minute. You, you said he's an option. Options. If you're not a progressive, he's an option for the left side. Trump with all of his issues and um, his strengths, and he's already proven what he can do, but he's controversial. And the Republican, there's a Republican movement um, against him. And that, um, what is it, the Lincoln Foundation or whatever it is, the Lincoln movement, that those are some of the wealthiest, prominent Republicans. They hate him. And then he's got all this legal stuff going on. I mean, we know that he's the answer to what we need to stop this march into this one world order. Um, but, okay, but wait a minute. You just said he was a viable option, right? You said he's, uh, he's, he's extremely naive. He's dreaming. But, right. you know, he's got but what he, other, you're right. He has some support. Right. The point is, what is the option other than the Biden puppet administration? There is no option. Okay, but but he is gaining ground, right? Is he not gaining ground? I mean, the Emerson College even with Republicans, yeah, in different polls, he's ranking twenty percent. Yeah, I'm seeing even staunch Trump supporters are saying, "Wow, you know, he's he speaks the truth." Now he's got those issues. He believes in gun control. He's environmental leaning. Uh, He he goes up against the. the religious belief of uh, abortion rights. Those are people who are moderates that he's appealing to from on both sides. Right. And And what you're saying, Arnetta, is very true. I mean, look at Roger Stone, a former Nixon aide, okay, and Trump's early political advisor. Roger Stone calls a Trump-Kennedy duo a quote dream ticket. So he, he kind of feels like you. And I think we should touch more on that. General Michael Flynn quotes, uh, I quote him, he says, I am really starting to like this presidential candidate's attitude. You know, yeah. people want integrity, right? They want some honesty. They do. And, and they um, want people who speak out and stand against, just as that's what won Trump. People are tired of being repressed and having no rights and no freedoms and 
facing the economic situation, the gas situation, the well, all of the situations that make us will make us turn into a one world order of the elites and the slaves. Everybody, right, but people aren't taking it. You're right. right. People are getting angry. They're not taking it. Even uh, a conservative talk show host, Steve Deese, uh, he tweeted recently, as long as RFK doesn't go trans, a man with high character and courage like RFK Jr. will be tempting. And, and it, I think he's saying he's voicing exactly what you said. People are fed up with the rhetoric. We are fed up with the failed economy, inflation galore threats of taking us down every which way, controlling us any way they can. Um, you know, I was even surprised that Steve Bannon, who is all out full bore for Donald Trump, Steve Bannon says he loves RFK. And why is that? Well, he's a good man. He's against the establishment. He has courage and he's not afraid to speak his mind. Isn't that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. And, and oh. I think the American people also believe that more and more. And um, as much as the Make America Great Again movement supports Trump, they're also looking at it realistically, or what are our choices? If we, if we ever have a clean election again, what are our choices? A third okay. party, the same thing's going to happen. You know, what happened with Ross, uh, Ross Perot, exactly. a lot of Republicans, uh, they, they supported him. Okay, let, can, let's, <laughs> all right, let's take this. Uh, let's just play the game. What if what if Donald Trump and RFK Jr. were the president, vice president team? Because like you said, a lot of people on both sides love him. The progressive left hates him, which means that he must be doing something right. I think to answer that question, we really have to look at what RFK Jr. stands for and supports and what he opposes, because what we really don't need or want is another vice president like uh, Judas Pence, Mike Pence, right? Correct. Who That's betrayed right. the president, who betrayed the American people. So I think we need to take a look at a few key points. Now, what president or, or what RFK Jr. stands for uh, and what does he support? Well, he supports one thing that is a real key issue right now, and that is he is for abortion rights. He's okay right. with killing infants in the womb. Now, I don't see that as a positive, and um, I know that Donald Trump has some reservations about that too, so they might actually meld on that, and I don't necessarily like that. However, what about his position on gun control? What has he yeah. said? Yeah, he's, he's for gun control. He is and for I, gun control. Yep. Donald Trump is definitely against gun control. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so, so that's a key issue because that's if, the dilemma. Yeah. If the globalists are going to ever take down America, they have to take down our guns. They have to take our God away from us and they have to take our guns away from us. Um, I don't know what the third G would be, but we got to think of one. OK, but gun control is a real key issue. And Kennedy is all for gun control. And he is also uh, definitely left leaning on the green environmental issues, isn't he? I yes, mean, he's he an is. environmental attorney. But that is correct. I mean, those those three things are what the very strong conservatives, Christians stand against 
That's right. Those three things. And that's the dilemma. But when you come down to, and I'll, what choices would we have? All right. But before we get to that, let's finish this up. If he couldn't compromise those three principles, if a compromise couldn't be reached, um, I don't know how you compromise with abortion. I, I don't know how you compromise that. I agree but, with that and gun control. But let's yeah, let's exactly. be fair to RFK Jr. Okay, so uh-huh. what does he oppose that might be good? Well, he opposes globalism, and he has said that, and that's a good thing. He is not for a one-world order. He has made that pretty clear. Uh, he has also stated that he is a skeptic. Uh, when it comes to Ukraine's support. Now, that in itself is a little concerning to me because how you cannot oppose our billions and billions of tax dollars going to support Ukraine, which is a, an absolutely corrupt government, and, and, and much of that money is being kicked back into the pockets of the leftists who are propagating that war and they want to do it forever. I'm a little bit concerned that he is only a skeptic on Ukraine support and does not fully oppose it. But on the other hand, let's be fair. There are a lot of people on the right who are fully supporting uh, Ukraine, thinking that they are the good guys and they're going against the bad guys, Russia. Now, I think that is a far cry from reality, but that's what people believe. But one other thing that Kennedy opposes, which is huge, and that is his opposition to big pharma. He did such a phenomenal job on his book, didn't he? The Real Anthony Fauci. Did you read that book? Yes, I did. He did. It was incredible. I mean, I've never seen such a well-documented book with evidence based on the best science that we have available. And for anybody to say, as did Wikipedia, that somehow RFK Jr. is, um, you know, is blowing smoke in people's faces. You know, they're crazy. They're just absolutely crazy. I, I think he, he, you know, I think he wiggles a little bit. He's a, he becomes a politician when he answers some of these things because he doesn't give you a yes or no answer. It's a gray area that he answers in. That's true. And I guess he's just being a politician there. So anyway, <laughs> these are the big factors we need to consider. Um, we're going to take but a brief Steve, pause. Let me, and, oh, go yep. ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I just want to take a brief pause because I, I want to get into this a little bit more. And then we have to hit on some very key points to decide how are we going to vote in this 2024 election? So don't go away. We'll be right back. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. 
For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We are back. This is Malcolm at Eight, the voice of a nation. And filling in for Malcolm today is Arnetta Notkin and Dr. Steve LaTulip. We have been talking today about some great things, but I want to remind you good folks that you can get the articles, all the good articles and podcasts and all the pertinent news at americaoutloud.news. Please go there and look up the information that we want to bring to you without any censoring whatsoever and speaking the truth with emphasis on speaking only the truth and saying it like it is without fear of any reprisal, without fear of any censorship. And we ask that you please make an effort to share the news that we are bringing to you. And also remember to visit americaoutloud.shop for the latest in health products and other product innovations and use the OutLoud code because that'll get you a special discount for all of our AOL family. America Out Loud is doing great stuff. We want you here and we so greatly appreciate you for all that you do. And we know that we are on a road to success if we will only choose to do the right things. And so today I am trying to do, raise the awareness of, of what's really going on in America, what we have in store for us as we are approaching the primaries in the 2024 election. And the topic that I've been discussing uh, with Arnetta today is that RFK Jr. has put in a bid for the presidency and that raises a lot of unique issues because RFK is your classical historical Democrat. He stands for things. He is respectable. He is honorable. He has values. And he's not afraid to speak his mind, even if it opposes the leftist garbage. And I just love that 
about him. So uh, we just discussed um, the the things that Kennedy stands for, which include abortion rights, gun control, environmental issues that are very concerning uh, when you start thinking about the Green New Deal and global weather changes, climate change. It's all a bunch of nonsense. None of it is based on science whatsoever. They are all pure lies, and you need to understand that. But Kennedy also opposes globalism. Good for him. He is a nationalist, and that is very important if America and all other countries are going to survive the current onslaught of a pursued dictatorship, a world dictatorship that will completely destroy our freedoms. He is opposed also to Big Pharma, and bless him for it, he did such an awesome work on exposing the criminal fraud, Anthony Fauci, whom I cannot help but describe as a genocidal maniac, because that is exactly how he has acted. And thank God that RFK Jr. opposes him. Now, Kennedy is skeptic on Ukraine. He says, I'm not sure if we should be supporting him and how much. And I don't like that. It's a little wishy-washy when you look at the real issues. It makes me wonder what his foreign policy strengths really are. But the question that I'd like to ask right now uh, to you, Arnetta, is will RFK Jr. be considered quote, controlled opposition for either side? What do you think? I think that he's not controlled at this time. I think that he has the strength to stand against it, particularly the progressives, but he's still a Democrat. And he still has those very strong beliefs in many of the liberal issues that have become, you know, inflammatory. And I don't know if he would compromise. I don't see, though, any option. Because if he doesn't run and Trump doesn't run, and if one of them doesn't win, we are becoming a third world country and no longer a constitutional republic. I don't think the DNC, well, I know they won't support him because the progressive support the DNC. Wow. So, Arnetta, Arnetta, you, you just said it all right there. If Trump does not win or possibly RFK, then we're stuck with what we got. And what we have is a dictatorship, a chaotic dictatorship. And the chaos is part of their plan. So I, I have to agree with you on that. And I would also agree that RFK Jr. is not likely to be controlled opposition. This guy is truly an independent thinker, and he knows pretty much what he stands for. He knows what he is standing against, and he comes out and tells you what he's not certain on, such as giving Ukraine support. So I like that. That means he's being transparent. That is actually so refreshing, and I I suspect that's why so many people are attracted to RFK. Well, it also could be back, and I'll use my own personal experience, Um, when Trump was running, uh, I didn't vote for Trump. I voted against Hillary Clinton. I didn't know, and I knew him personally, but I knew a lot of his strengths. I didn't know all of his strengths. I didn't know him well enough to know that he 
is a visionary, but he's also a pragmatist, which is a rare combination. I'm speaking of Trump, mm-hmm. but I didn't vote for him. I did. I voted for him, but I was voting against Hillary Clinton. Well, I get so, that. And I think a lot of people would say the same thing, at least his first, uh, you know, go yeah. around when they didn't know him. Now, yeah. I think it would be a lot different. But um, who stands to suffer the most or to gain the most by RFK running for president? Well, I think the American people do ultimately, um, unless they get do what, suffer them. or gain. I, well, I think they gain if he wins, but we lose if he loses. Does that make sense? But he's going to split the country unless there is a unification of he and Trump. The country is still divided from in three ways now. Right. But, you know, Arnetta, you've been talking as if there are no other viable candidates uh, to be the vice president with Trump. If President Trump were to take a second term. Um, What about Kerry Lake, for example? Well, I think that would be wonderful. It would be a miracle. I don't think it's going to be allowed by the people that control the voting process. And why wouldn't it be allowed? How can they stop uh, Trump from selecting his vice president? No, I just think that he might select her, but I don't think he's going to get elected without a big movement in this country for a clean voting process. Most of the states, I think there's 23 still governed by um, Republican uh, trifectas that have the ability, but more and more that process is being um, subverted by all the money uh, the progressives have that are pouring in. It's not gonna be a legal election. So you have to stand against it as much as possible But unless there is a coming together of the people that are in the blue states with the people in the red states uh, to support a ticket that they can agree on, I don't see how this is going to is doable at all. And I don't think that anybody would have well the the Democrats that are not progressives. I don't think they would support a full Republican ticket. I think they would support one with. Robert Kennedy Jr. Well, the question is, uh, are Democrats and leftists the same thing? And what are the percentages there? Well, I'd like, let me just shift gears a little bit right now. And I want to talk about former President Donald Trump, who I personally think will win the primary. I mean, he's so far out there in the lead, but he does have obstacles. And those obstacles certainly are, as you pointed out, Arnetta, they are a direct threat to liberty and justice for all. We have everything to lose if we do not have a free election. And I know for what you're saying, you don't think that we will have a fair election. And I would suspect that the majority of Americans feel exactly the same way. But let's give Donald Trump credit. Look at what he has done, despite all the opposition against him throughout his presidency. I mean, he single-handedly took on the deep state, right? He was an outsider. He exposed them in all of their full infamy. And consequently, he has made many enemies, both domestic and foreign. But the left uniparty absolutely hates Trump with a vengeance. They know that he can destroy them and they he can destroy their filthy agenda. And he has already come out and said it. He says, I will take you down. And 
On the other side right now, we have a puppeteer who is living on borrowed time. He is using Biden and Biden is about to expire. If the American people have anything to say about a free election, then um, they're going to have to not only say, but act. Um, And do they have a free say? Can we overcome another stolen election? No. And why do you say that? Because I think we're done as a constitutional republic. If the, if, we go through the same thing of the stolen election. I think no. Trump is the barrier and they've admitted it. Trump is the one barrier of this new world order and his, him, Trump and his supporters. Right. That's why, and- that's why they're vilifying all of the MAGA movement, the conservatives, Christians. I mean, we are on the terrorist list and being targeted as such. There will be an incident that will create, you know, a lockdown. There will be some incident of a- Well, funny that you say the lockdown. Yeah, did you hear, I mean, just recently, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome case from a United Arab Emirates report, and this was reported to the World Health Organization, a case uh, involving a 28-year-old in Abu Dhabi, uh, and he had no exposure to camels, to goats or sheep, you know, the common- Uh, animals that would infect humans uh, with this um, respiratory syndrome uh, case. So there's no, they've told us there is no vaccine or specific treatment currently available. Now, this sounds like a deja vu. We know the World Health Organization wants another pandemic so that they can lock us down again, so that we can have election fraud rampant once again. Uh, You are completely right on that. The question is, Arnetta, can we possibly rally the people of America to do what we ought to do? And that is to stop the steal of another election. That we have, no. we have to, if, if, if the people don't rally and get involved and it starts at the local level, if this country doesn't rise up, Republicans, Democrats, liber- libertarians, independents, all of them that believe in this country and want to preserve it as a constitutional republic, we're done. We're just done. If they don't rise up and get involved and get the voting process, a clean election process, we're, we're, what ma- well, who does it matter that's running? Well, we have one other option in that case. For example, I mean, if you think of how the left is working to eliminate Trump. They would love to assassinate him. They, uh, if you look at this dirtbag, uh, Jack Smith, who the slime bag attorney from New York, he is trying to land Trump behind bars. Now, can he legally really do that? I mean, it sounds to me like he's beating a dead horse. We got the January 6th uh, fiasco. It was an insurrection created by the FBI, uh, assisted by Nancy Pelosi or designed by Nancy Pelosi. We've got the Mar-a-Lago witch hunt. And those are the things that Jack Smith is going to try to hang Trump on with these felony charges so that he is imprisoned and therefore ineligible to run for president. But let's just assume they did imprison him. How do you think the people would respond? Well, that's a, that's actually a really good question, Steve. Well, how would you respond, I, Arnetta? Well, I how would, would be the first one with my, you know, armed and doing a peaceful demonstration and you know, knocking on the walls and doors to 
overturn it, to get him out. I would make be the first one to march in a peaceful demonstration. And if that didn't work, you know, we, we re- revert back to 1776 because I, we have nothing to lose by standing against the overthrow of our, of our country. We're going to lose everything anyway. There's going to be gun control. There's going to be um, abortions. There's going to be, we will lose all of our freedoms and rights. Right. So if so, you're saying if Donald Trump were to be imprisoned, it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. But, you know, let's not be too discouraged, okay? because every single trick that they have played on former President Trump has made him more popular and he has not flinched. And that tells me he's the right man for this job. I, I agree, Steve, but I question the strength of America's backbone. And I, I question, would they cave and vote for um, Kennedy as a way of not letting them not have to get out and get involved, to just cave like we've been doing for generations Instead of standing up and doing the right thing and fighting for our country and our rights on American soil, would they just say it's too difficult? I'm afraid I'm too busy and I'll just vote for this other Democrat. And that person would be Robert Kennedy Jr. If he's allowed to become the candidate, I don't. Okay, well, I'll just come out and say it. I I don't think that RFK has a has a hope of a chance in the world to become to win the primary over the cabal. I I just don't see that they would ever allow that to happen. I mean, just look at what happened to Bernie Sanders, right? They paid him off. Now, I don't think they'll be able to pay off RFK Jr. I really don't. But I know that they will take him down. He'll be out of the picture. There is no way the DNC will allow a man of integrity and values to take the the primary position and run against President Trump. I just don't I, see that I happening. Agree. I agree with that. That's why he would probably become a third party candidate. OK, and of course, historically, that's not going to get us anywhere. But, you Correct. know, as we look at history, Arnetta, I want to comment on what you said. It's like, look, um, I, I'm really skeptical about Americans finally standing up and taking a stand for freedom and be willing to fight. And when we say fight, we mean whatever it takes to win back our freedom, to take back our free republic. You have to realize you are you are speaking as if you have read American history and perhaps all of the world's history, because back in 1776, there were a lot of people opposed to standing up. There were few, relatively few who stood up, but they still took back the country. Uh, I forget what the exact numbers are, but it was no more than 30% who were in on the fight to win America's liberty. And if we did it once, we can do it again. And from what I see on the platforms that I'm on, um, I see there's an awful lot of people who are at the point where they're just saying, okay, If you want to fight, then bring it on and we'll be glad to bring it to you. And 
I'm encouraged by that attitude because that is the spirit of 1776. And if we still have that spirit, even if we are the minority, I would say it is enough because we are standing for righteousness and we also have a righteous God who is backing us. I mean, there are things that have happened that happened as we won our freedom from England that are unexplainable. In other words, what I'm saying is God is acting behind the curtains. And I think that God could do it again if we were to return to him. And that's why that is so important to have that Christian standard. I agree, Steve. Do you think patriotism is is alive and well in America, or are we still wavering? I think we're still wavering. It's it's too difficult. People want somebody else to fix it. Well, maybe you're right. And of course, we're believing what we are told that oh, there's nothing you can do. Well, we have we can't be violent. Despite the fact that the left's violence is killing us with, with uh, the shots, with all, all the evil hospital protocols that murdered people, um, they're trying to starve us, they're trying to totally defund us, they're trying to take our guns from us, they are hurting us every possible way they can. And we somehow think, oh, well, I have to follow the law. I ha-, you know, we are in a war and there are completely different rules of engagement in a war. And we have to own that and accept the fact that, yes, we are at war. And uh, if we don't accept that, then we are simply under attack and we're not fighting back. But I see a patriot army rising. I think that patriotism is far from dead in America, Ernetta. Yeah, I I don't think it's dead, but it's going to be inconvenient. And oh, it will uh, certainly be inconvenient. It yeah. will require sacrifice. You're absolutely right about and that. And I tell you, when I look at my son's friends who are the millennials, I don't see a lot of them standing up. I see many of them, but I don't see the majority of them standing up. And well, I believe that. I think you're right, and, but I think it can change if we just have a select few who decide that they are going to, for the first time maybe in their lives, actually stand up for America because this is what we need to do. We still have a strong nation of righteous warriors. We still have plenty of freedom fighters. Never underestimate the power of the remnant loyalists because those are the ones who won our freedom in the first place. And this is all it takes. We proved that fact 247 years ago. We need to learn that principle that was given in the Patriot movie. And it's one that a shooter learns very quickly. Aim small, miss small. It means keeping your sight sharply focused on the enemy and don't allow distractions because that's what they want us to do is be distracted. We need to absolutely stay focused on the real mission. And the real mission is to preserve a free America. We need to regain our free republic. And that means just exactly what Arnetta just said. We must be willing to sacrifice, to give up our comforts, to possibly 
lose our job, lose our livelihood, lose some of our comforts for the sake of our fellow man. It's called sacrifice. But that is what made America such a great, great nation. And with that in mind today, I am just asking every one of you to be willing to stand up and to do your very best to win this war. We have to fight back if we plan to take our country. In other words, it's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.